0: Hi, I'm Clotho, Clotho Spindle on Tumblr, and I'm joined tonight with Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile. Hi, this is Guile. I'm Guile
1: and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Heidi Moe. Hi, this is Heidi. You
2: can find me at HeidiMo34 at Tumblr.com, I think.
3: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> welcome to our new guest, uh, Darling. Hi, I'm Darling, and you can find me at Darling of the Westerlands on Tumblr.
0: Cool. thanks for joining us
3: no i'm very <laughs> happy to be here
1: so i got a quick plug um darling has a fanfic that i love <laughs>
3: so, oh awesome you're going to embarrass yes. me now
1: so she if you're on um 3 she's writing stormline which is wonderful so oh
3: thank you yes <laughs> very very cool well thank it's you i'm great. enjoying I, writing it
2: <laughs> it's lovely i have to catch the updates
3: Yes, I've updated weekly, which, like, never happens, and I'm on track, too, so, brilliant, you've spurred oh. me on.
0: Oh, well, that's good, yeah, this will really, that's good. Is that one of those assholes that just, yeah, finish those stories?
3: <laughs> I always okay, fall I'll for that, too. i am trying my best not to abandon it, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all started Clash of Kings
0: last week, and we're going to go over Catelyn's second chapter in Clash of Kings in this episode. Uh, spoiler warnings, as usual, for A Song of Ice and Fire And as always, possibly this show. Um, Usually I like to do a summary, but there are 14 chapters between this chapter and Catelyn 1. And since this chapter itself is uh, relatively long, I don't want to waste time summarizing, except to say... A lot went down, so... <laughs> it <really> did, yeah. <laughs> A lot happened. Um, as we begin, Catelyn is waking from sweet dreams of her family in more peaceful times. Rob has sent her env- as envoy to Renly, along with 20 of Winterfell's best men and five lordlings, including Sir Wendell, Sir Perwin Frey, Lucas Blackwood, and Robin Flint. Rob had been restless and decided to march, against Catelyn's advice, to wait longer. She had asked Rob not to send her to speak with Renly after much arguing back and forth he finally threatened to send great john in her place and with that she relented she wishes she did not always have to be so strong and thinks sadly of her farewell to her dying father and the letter she sent to bran and explaining that she did not forget them I'll kind of break here so we can discuss that first section.
1: I, I love the concept of him, like, threatening to send Great John as the negotiator. Like, it just feels, like, very, like, in with the current times, you know? Like, let's just send the, the biggest, like, brutish dude in for the, the diplomatic mish-
4: mission. So what would have happened if Great John would have wins? Oh, if Catelyn would have oh. been, like, you know what, send him to Renly, you know? What would have happened? Oh, he would have got rough (laughs) yeah he probably would have jumped into that melee oh i don't know
1: i mean i feel like renly is pretty political and like pretty savvy so i think renly he just would have like been dismissive of him like i don't know if he would have Mm -hmm. taken the offers seriously any any offer i should say seriously coming from him
0: yeah i think Mm -hmm. he, he would have like definitely with you know when she ran into everybody at first they were all referring to rob you know they didn't call him King Rob. I think that would get to him. <laughs> but yeah, but otherwise... <laughs> King <of the> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think we just got a little bit more, you know, in this first section when she's, they're kind of, you know, they're on the road, camping on their way down to Bitterbridge, and I think we just sort of get a sense of... It's, it almost remind me a lot of the other chapters where her she's thinking about her and Rob and, you know, how much of a man he's become and the, the tension that they have, so...
1: It reminded me a little bit of Dunkin' Egg even, just in, oh. um, yes, I thought so too. And, you know, it's kind of interesting when you think about who she's traveling with, like Wendell Manderley and Lucas Blackwood are both going to die at the Red Wedding. And I think, mm. um, the Flint does too. I can't oh, yeah. recall the offhand, but, yeah. and you know, Perwin Frey is one of the Freys that is, um, sent away from the Red Wedding, even though it's his, you know, full sister that's getting married because he can't be trusted to act against the North
0: oh i was
2: wondering about him okay man i need to get my flow chart out with all these uh names and all this (laughs) my tea chart (laughs) i forgot
3: that Wendell died at the red wedding like it makes feel really bad like because i can remember when they're like they're discussing what they're gonna have for breakfast and catelyn just doesn't let him have the roast quail like they've got to make (laughs) deal with oats and bread yeah. Like, they could die yeah. any day. Let him have a good breakfast. Right. Oh. And then
1: the Red Wedding, they had this shitty dinner before, too. So we didn't get, like, a good dinner before they killed him.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. She is kind of harsh about that. Because she's sitting there, like, you know, he's like, he makes a sad face. <laughs> she yeah. said, you know, he had otters, so he didn't Aww. bring it up again. But he, <laughs> she wouldn't let him catch a quail. Oh, so... Um, they were half a day's ride from renley's camp when they are overtaken by renley's outriders sir colin of Greenfalls tells them that he will escort them the rest of the way Catelyn and sir wendell are impressed by the size of the camp They arrive to find a melee going on. Sir Colin asks that only Catelyn follow him from that point on. As their horses move through the crowd, she notices a big knight in deep cobalt armor wielding a morning star with deadly effect. The horse is wearing the sun and moon heraldry of House Tarth. The crowd shouts that the Blue Knight has just taken Red Ronnet down, and Renly is cheering Sir Sir Loras on. Two of the four remaining knights are unhorsed by the Blue Knight, leaving only Sir Loras. He attacks with his long axe, and the Blue Knight's morning star goes flying. The Blue Knight charges, they grapple and fall off their horses. Once on the ground, the Blue Knight pulls a long dirk free, and Loras yields. Um, I'm going to read the next part directly from the book. We got a little introduction to Brienne. Approach, King Renly called to the champion. He limped toward the gallery. At close hand, the brilliant blue armor looked rather less splendid. Everywhere it showed scars, the dents of mace and war-hammer, the long gouges left by swords, chips in the enameled breastplate and helm. His cloak hung in rags. From the way he moved, the man within was no less battered. A few voices hailed him with cries of Tarth, and oddly, A beauty, a beauty! But most were silent. The blue knight knelt before the king. Grace, he said, his voice muffled by his dented great helm. You are all your lord father claimed you were, Renly's voice carried over the field. I've seen Loris unhorsed once or twice, but never quite in that fashion. There were no proper unhorsing, complained a drunken archer nearby, a Tyrell sewn on his jerkin, a vile trick pulling the lad down. The press had begun to open up. Sir Colin, Catlin said to her escort, Who is this man, and why do they mislike him so? Sir Colin frowned. Because he is no man, my lady, that's Brienne of Tarth, daughter to the Lord Selwyn of Evenstar. Daughter, Catlin was horrified. Brienne the Beauty, they name her? though not to her face, lest they be called upon to defend those words with their bodies, she heard King Renly declare that Lady Brienne of Tarth, the victor of the great melee at Bitterbridge, last mounted of one hundred sixteen knights, as champion you may ask of me any boon that you desire, if it lies in my power it is yours. Your grace, Brienne answered, I ask the honour of a place among your rainbow guard, I would be one of your seven, and pledge my life to yours, to go where you go, to ride at your side, and keep you safe from all hurt and harm." done, he said, rise and remove your helm. She did as he bid her, and when the great helm was lifted, Catlin understood Sir Colin's words. Beauty, they called her, mocking. The hair beneath the visor was a squirrel's nest of dirty straw and her face. Brienne's eyes were large and very blue, a young girl's eyes, trusting and guileless, but the rest. Her features were broad and coarse, her teeth prominent and crooked, her mouth too wide, her lips so plump they seemed swollen. A thousand freckles speckled her cheeks and brow." and her nose had been broken more than once pity filled Catlin's heart is there any creature on earth as unfortunate as an ugly woman and yet when renly cut away her torn cloak and fastened a rainbow in its place brienne of tarth did not look unfortunate her smile lit up her face and her voice was strong and proud as she said my life for yours your grace from this day on i am your shield i swear it by the old gods and the new the way she looked at the king he looked down she look, looked down at him she was a good hand higher, though Renly was near as tall as his brother had been. It was painful to see. Whew, that was... <laughs> wow. I wanted to get lot. the whole scene. Sorry, it was a little bit long there, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: oh, I love all of that. Like, wow. I love her beating the shit out of Red Ronin at the start. Like, I love that. Yeah. like, I didn't really remember that. Like, I remember her beating you know the other guys and the you know the other guys in the melee but not specifically red Ronit. so yes
0: <laughs> take that <laughs> asshole down i just amazed when i i don't know why like i knew and i know that they're all sort of fighting each other and some of them took each other out not just her but that's astounding 116 oh that's
3: insane yeah <laughs> yeah Ronit didn't even get down to the, like the last 20 so he wasn't even like one of the best which <laughs> oh, makes me feel even better <laughs>
1: wish they had
0: like big melees now kind of <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, fun <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean do they do they have like cosplay like do they have you know <laughs> oh my god cosplay melees wow. would be like the best thing <laughs> in the world this needs to happen Oh my
2: gosh! They have civil um, Civil War reenactors, so yeah, but they
0: don't that. Like, each other, right? Well, like, I want people to that's actually fight. Is that that's a side,
1: cool.
4: anachronism there, or something? There is, is it? something called LARPing. Yeah, yeah. Action. Oh, I bet
0: you in Germany. It seems to me I'm thinking Germany. There's some big, you know, like medieval oh. LARPing going on there. <laughs> and they
1: actually like wow Asian stuff.
0: We'll have to yeah, we'll have to like Google it or get people. If anybody has been to one or knows of one, <laughs> write in. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean, wow. not with real swords or
0: anything. It's all kind like, of
1: blunted be, like blunted swords. Yeah, like you know. they do. Home, what they, yeah, you know,
0: turny swords sword, yeah. <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I'm I, Just paper wrapping rolls. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've been to Renaissance <laughs> fairs, I saw a guy get clocked by a woman on a horse with a sword. And the idea that she was supposed to hit a cabbage on his head, she hit his helmet, this young guy. <gasps> I mean, I'm thinking figure- he must have got a concussion because it went wham. <laughs>
1: He's like, <the> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh my good!
2: wait and there was a cabbage involved That's yeah right. she was trying to cut the cabbage and she hit his helm
3: and, and it was his, oh. yeah
2: i mean you could oh he fell like he was like oh my god oh my
0: god <laughs> i need to go to a red fair <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> google up
2: red fair
0: cabbage and- oh, oh yeah i bet we could find stuff on that red fair disaster <laughs> i like red fair disaster <laughs> <laughs> seems like a really great youtube search. <laughs> But yeah, this part was oh, I just think for everybody it's kinda like, oh
1: (laughs) Oh. you've waited so long. (laughs) Oh yeah. Anyone just crack up though thinking of Renly and these gaudy ass rainbow cloaks (laughs) that George R. R. Merton somehow are not like you know, a gay symbol (laughs) like of course they are, George.
0: Like (laughs) come on. (laughs) Did they do those? They didn't do those on a show, did they? Or did they? No, No. that wasn't (laughs) cloaking. Were they like vertical stripes or horizontal? Was it like a, tie-dye or a, <laughs> a tie dye? Rainbow. There was no. Eye. Yeah, in this show there was no rainbow cape. Well, anything. like I mean, the book. Does he ever explain? Like I'm curious uh, how look where the rainbow was like a swirly rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this actually would be a question he would answer. You know, George. <laughs> yes. Were the rainbow
1: cloaked vertical yeah. or horizontal stripes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> or a tie dyed pattern of some sort. So. <laughs> well. Might be easier for him to ask, answer that question than other things. So right, exactly. yeah. So hey, that's a, a yeah, that's an answer. easy one.
0: <laughs> that would be a nice easy well, one.
2: <laughs> and this is sorry, this is a random question, but and so they decided not to put that in the show just because of the way it would look, like the rainbow itself. Or the way does anyone know what the reasoning behind that and why they chose
1: to? Yeah, I don't know. It? You know. I mean, uh, it's like they kind of tried to embrace, like, every offensive gay stereotype they could with Loris and Renly, that it's sort wow. of shocking that they
0: <laughs> they could have right. went there, yeah, to fit their look.
2: <laughs> okay. Just curious, just random. Probably didn't look good on screen, but other than that fact, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it was like the peach. Like, they never really explained why they didn't include the peach, right? It was, well, was of... it? Oh, right. The guy that played Renly, he did not like to eat peaches. I thought that was a
4: joke. Was it? I never I don't to. know. I don't know. That's third on my Google
1: list
2: now. I'm not sure. But... <laughs>
1: We're racking them up. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, I can't help but see some parallels. And I know it's not a melee, but I still like, I see Dunk and Brienne again still, though, with her, you know, mm-hmm. winning the melee and being kind of in disguise. And, you know, up close, her armor is kind of, you know, kind of battered and bruised and...
3: Yeah, well, it does mirror, actually, like, the uh, the trial in The Hedge Knight. Because, like, when um, Dunk uh, is in, in the melee with um, Arion, like, he uses, like, his brawling, like, flea-bottom tactics, to, like, drag him to the ground and make him yield that way. And, like, Brienne, like, there is a... I don't know, it's not a vile trick, is the drunk uh, Reachman said, but, like, he definitely, like, she definitely uses, like, strange tactics to like try and get him to yield she just pulls him down um mm-hmm. buys her in the eye so like it does mirror it there's lots of like dunkiness in this mm-hmm. chapter and it's nice to see that No.
0: Yeah, very gritty
1: so what do you think of the description of Brienne? like i sometimes mm-hmm. feel like we try to it's so hardwired in our brain that we try to make her be pretty and it's yeah. always
3: interesting we to all see her, her through lover's eyes
1: yeah, yeah and it's mm-hmm. interesting to see her again described you know very ugly you know
2: yeah I'm looking at that passage that part too because it like we were saying it's you know they keep repeating girl girl and I have to remind myself even though I'm such a visual person you know and I did see I did see this see the show first I have to admit before I got into the books and so I kind of Mm -hmm. had this in my mind and so I'm like nope she's a young girl and you know guileless and yeah you know Mm wide-eyed and loving Renly so just a different yeah different picture than what we kind of got on the show but
3: no but i do yeah. love the detail that when she has the cloak around her shoulders that like her she's smiling and her face lights up and she's so uh-huh. proud and confident that's just that's lovely
2: yeah. to yeah. see that and yeah. the fact
3: that cat notices that after being like initially horrified and having pity on her mm. um it must have been a beautiful smile
0: yeah, and I, and, yeah. I, and I kind of tripped over that part at the end but when they described that it, it was you know it was kind of when she said it was painful to see, so I'm assuming she's noticing the the deeper than just regular admiration coming out of, you know, Brienne's eyes uh, for yes. Renly.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, this reminds me, I may have said this last time I was on, but I, I like Catelyn's chapters, you know, and I like the description, and I just like how she's kind of observing. We get to see Brienne through her eyes, obviously, but it reminds me that I that I miss her chapters, you know, and I like the way that she yeah. was written.
0: <laughs> so. And she, you know, and she does have judgments, but I don't, I don't feel like she's unnecessarily cruel. But she, you know, she's pretty blunt. You, you're pretty, you're gonna get a pretty mm-hmm. decent assessment for. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: judgy. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty judgy in her head, but yeah. it's not necessarily getting to her mouth.
3: Yeah, yeah she's very diplomatic. Right. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Uh, Sir Colin announces Catelyn's arrival to Renly, and they exchange pleasantries of introduction with Marjorie. Renly asks Kat if Rob is marching on Hall. Not sure if Renly is friend or foe, she tells him she does not sit on Rob's war council. She discloses instead that Jamie Lannister is held prisoner at Riverrun. Lord Tarly calls that choice weak, and accuses Rob of hiding behind his mother's skirts, instead of meeting with Renly himself. Catelyn replies icily that King Rob is warring, my lord, not playing at tourney. Renly grins and tries to lighten the mood by offering Catelyn the use of his pavilion, as he and Marjorie are guests of the castle. They agree to talk at the evening's feast. Once Catelyn has a chance to refresh herself, the pavilion is larger than a common room at an inn and luxuriously furnished with every comfort, as well as chests full of Renly's clothing, games, a high harp, hunting hawks, and armor. She thinks it's no wonder that he travels slow. She admires his king's armor. It is forest green, its fittings chased with gold, the helm crowned by a great rack of deer antlers. And this short bit right here is a nice uh, little bit of foreshadowing. The steel was polished to such a high sheen that she could see her reflection in the breastplate, gazing back at her as if from the bottom of a deep green pond. The face of a drowned woman, Catelyn thought. Can you drown in grief? She turned away sharply, angry with her own frailty. She had no time for the luxury of self-pity. I mean, it's beautiful imagery, but... Yeah,
2: but (sighs) painful. Well, going back a little bit, when they first, I think, got to Renly's camp, it just, just kind of the mentioning of his um tent and everything i they when they got to the camp i think they mentioned it was thousands how large it was and how big it seemed mm-hmm. and it's just um kind of rereading this chapter remind you know reminded me like it was just huge and the melee itself you know uh, thousands of people watching and just such on a grand scale you know and just all this opulence and excess you know just of course and, in in renley's tent his pavilion itself you know is filled with all those things
3: and he's got plenty of time for hobbies by the sounds of it. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There were even more things that I left out. Like, I was like, oh, I want to kind of sit around his pavilion. I know. That's so he's cozy. got like, board
3: games, falcons, <laughs> yeah. all sorts. He's like, a man wait, of
1: Way more fun than hanging out with Stannis, I'm sure. Sorry, Kama.
3: i fun in the northern camp. Like, when Wendell gets her, he's like, oh, a melee, splendid. And, like, they're quite buzzing. that, like, I don't know. I just don't think Rob's camp is as fun as what's going on here. Like, no. yep. I would personally want to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, this sounds like, this sounds awesome. And and who, you know, another thing that's very, I don't know if that's just how they did it, because she's a highborn lady, but it's so generous to let her have his tent all her stuff's there I mean he she could have. I don't know you know I guess they just trust everybody but god I was wow oh yeah she could have gone through his personal things read his diary and <laughs> oh dear find his little sex toys or whatever he has he seemed like he'd have sex toys <laughs> ate all the peaches and plums, oh yeah the pears they had all kinds of stuff oh, yeah right <laughs> But uh, and, and also, um, we get a little more at the, the dinner too, which I, I guess I'll go right into that then. We could talk about his... Um, you know, I was thinking about how uh, diplomatic he actually is. Uh, Catelyn and her highborn companions arrive at the feast. Catelyn is seated on the dais between Sir John Fossilway and Lord Mathis Rowan. Brienne is seated at the high table and is wearing a knight's finery and rainbow cape instead of a gown. Catelyn notices that she is muscular and ungainly and awkward of movement in this setting. The food is plentiful, with singers and tumblers to entertain the guests. Catlin observes that although Renly enjoyed his food and drink, he was neither glutton nor drunkard, he laughed often and well, and spoke amiably to high-born lords and lowly serving wenches alike. Lord Rowan comments on how young everyone is, and Catlin thinks, it's all a game to them still, a tourney writ large, and all they see is a chance for glory, and honour and spoils. They are boys drunk on song and story, and like all boys they think themselves immortal. Catelyn cautions Lord Rowan that winter is coming, and war will make nights of summer old. Brienne turns to Catelyn and responds, Lady Catelyn, you are wrong. Winter will never come for the likes of us. Should we die in battle, they will surely sing of us, and it's always summer in the songs. In the songs, all knights are gallant, all maids beautiful, and the sun is always shining. Oof!
3: I'm kind of I don't worried about in right wh- now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. what, what catelyn's thinking in her head though after that and she's saying like to bring like she's thinking to brienne that like winter's going to come for her yeah and i find that given what we given what position we know that brienne's in right now it's like it's i don't know it sounds a bit of a threat like in catelyn's head it's almost foreshadowing what is going to happen it seems like catelyn is actually going to like she's going to be the one bringing winter to brienne hmm. and i know that was quite sad to read
1: I'm surprised Kat doesn't, like, it doesn't trigger a thought of Sansa because it, it feels so much like something yes. like young Sansa would have said. Oh,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Floral and Jonquil or whatever their names are <laughs> dancing by the pools. <clears throat>
1: Sorry.
2: Florian, I think, son.
3: yeah. Florian the full. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds good.
3: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, she just seems really, like, northern right now. So like she's just really, like, distancing herself from all these, like, sovereign ideas. And I don't know, she just generally has, like, disdain for everyone frolicking around her. Given the fact there is actually a war going on,
0: and I guess they haven't have they've not had a real battle yet. This this army, no, no. Okay, okay. So I guess it's a different feel than she she experienced with mm-hmm. you know, down at Riverrun. And- well, and
1: I think she's just you know she's mourning her husband mm-hmm. and she's you know worried about her daughters and she's you know just she's unhappy and
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's kind of expressing itself in the way that she's interacting with other people. Yeah, and also her dying father having to leave him. Yeah, yeah.
3: Of course. yeah, I
1: yeah, that yeah, we can all
2: come from a place in her lives when it's just, you know, you just feel the weight and the responsibility of everything that's just kind of, you know, she's like, I don't have time to be frivolous. I don't have time to. Yeah, I don't have the quote in front of me. But
1: you know, she's, she's well, saying, I, I, yeah. And I wonder if there's, you know, I don't think she gets into it. I think, you know, she does have too much on her mind. But there has to be some kind of a little bit of bitterness too that, you know, in her youth. The, you know there's attorney at heron Hall and you know the pageantry and everything of that but then it was you know actual war and you know her you know betrothed actually died and oh
0: yeah her experience
1: you yeah. know they are just playing at it and oh, right. you know, she never really had that you know she didn't nec- and you know all the crap that they went through with Littlefinger like she didn't necessarily really have this luxury of this world that Renley's trying to
0: create here it would right it would have been interesting to see how he would have handled you know, because I don't think, I think the potential is there. I don't think he's, a, you know, he's certainly um, there's a lot about him that actually would make a de- yeah. decent ruler. He's got his faults, but it would you know. Well, I think he gets dismissed because people kind of fall in love
1: with they kind of fall in love a bit with Stannis and mm-hmm. they don't give Renly the option you know, Renly doesn't get the option to grow up he doesn't get yeah. the option to like grow into his kingship. We don't know and if you know, he, he was master, that. right, and I think he was master of laws on Robert's council. So, I mean, that's oh, kind of you know, that's his area of expertise, I guess. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's young. He's a bit, fr- you know, he's young. He's a bit frivolous. He can be a bit selfish. But, yeah, I mean, we don't see what Renly would have been like as a 40-year-old king dealing with, you know, a threat to the kingdom. He doesn't get that luxury. So I think it's, you know, I wouldn't dismiss him completely. I mean, he can tell how intelligent he is. Do we do get mm-hmm. any
0: indication of his fighting skills? I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I can't recall whether he, I mean, people assume he hasn't, but when she describes him, he's a pretty sturdy guy. He's not as thick as yeah. ever, but.
1: Yeah, you don't really, I mean, yeah, you don't really hear about him being in tourneys or being in, you know, whenever in, in we're, in, we're in a battle, but, you know, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, he has Mathis Rowan and, you know, Dick and, or not Dick and Randall Tarley, who are pretty well-renowned general so i don't think he necessarily would have you know he could lead from behind more or less mm-hmm.
0: mm. it makes me sad so little... i would have liked to have seen more of renly and mm. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> well. okay well i uh, move on to the next section there's a final final uh, section here uh, renly asks catelyn to walk with him privately Brienne offers to guard him on the walk but renly declines she takes it hard with downcast eyes Renly asks Catlin if Sir Barristan Selmy is with Rob at Riverrun. Catlin is puzzled, and Renly informs her that the Lannisters dismissed him for being too old, and he left King's Landing, vowing to take up service with the true King. He had been saving the cloak Brienne had earned for Sir Barristan in hopes he would show up. Renly tells her that he had offered Ned a hundred swords, and urged him to take Joffrey into his power, and exclaims that he, if he had listened he would be the regent to-day. He fled after Ned refused him, as he was convinced Cersei would kill him. Catelyn thinks to herself bitterly that Ned might have survived had Renly stayed. He takes Mm -hmm. her to the roof so she can see the full numbers of his army. He has heard Rob might command as many as forty thousand, and tells her he he has twice that number here. She questions him about Stannis's claim, and he dismisses the idea, pointing out that few love Stannis. He tells her that if her sons support him he will be generous, as well as allowing Rob to continue calling himself King of the North. King is only a word, but fealty, loyalty, and service— these i must have she questions what will happen if he does not and renly plainly tells her he cannot be king of a broken kingdom and rob must be wise if he joins them the war is as good as done suddenly a rider enters the gates below with news that storm's end has been besieged renly at first assumes it is lord tywin but the messenger force informs him it was king stannis as he calls himself now dun 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 <sighs> Which, may, the first thing I, I thought have, was, like, what, what if she, ha- would she have, based on this conversation, if nothing else had happened, do you think Kat would have encouraged Rob to, because this sounds like a pretty good deal to me. It sounds like what he kind of wanted yeah, out of Cersei.
3: It is generous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they'd be an idiot. I mean, yeah. they'd be taking the honor train one stop too far if they didn't take this deal. <laughs> That's a good way, right? <laughs> That's you know, like, it. <laughs> At oh. some point. Who cares if Stannis... Who cares if it's Stannis' thrown by right? Like,
3: no. <laughs> he's gonna lose, and... Yeah, they be well, you know... He, There's numbers. He actually thinks he's gonna join his cause up until, like, five minutes ago. Like, he thinks Stannis is going to join him, and, like, Dawn as well, for some reason. No. Like, I just... Well, I, I mean... Like, does he genuinely know, believe yeah. that, or is he just saying that to Catelyn, like...
1: I mean, it's, Stannis gives him a pretty good deal, though, before he kills him. You know, like he tells him he'll make him his heir. That's not bad. bad. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, he gives Renly some pretty good terms. I mean, the best, <laughs> you know, yeah, the best case would have been Renly takes that deal, Rob takes their deal, and it's, you know, bye-bye Joffrey.
0: Everybody can be happy, yeah. Except <laughs> Joffrey. <I'm
1: sorry laughs> and Jimmy, <Jamie>, unfortunately. <laughs> He would be part of the collateral damage. Yeah, and they
0: all would get be executed at that point. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Although Jamie's so good looking that maybe like they would have spared him. <laughs>
0: Put him in a cage so they could look at him. Or
1: something. I
0: mean, <laughs> periodically. There's
1: that whole running thread in in Arya's storm chapters of like all these women like everywhere they go
0: like talking about how hot he is. <laughs> <laughs> he could be like whatever the court is like the male version of like you can hang around court and just <laughs> hooch up the yeah. ladies <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no. oh no but we have to note this feast that there is a fool running around pretending to be Jamie Yeah, oh, like dressed in gold tin with a lion's head oh,
2: on oh, oh yes hitting someone with the, the <laughs> bladder right <Yeah>. Yes.
3: <laughs> chasing a dwarf around oh hmm.
1: yeah, yes there we go <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't run these courts. I'm like super fun. I know. I want to be <laughs> part of it. I I be
0: <laughs> oh, it does. And, it, Brienne
1: is, like already so completely out of place, though. You know, yes. like she's so, you know, she's like, just think of her at that feast. Like her dreams literally came true oh, that afternoon, and oh, she's no. still, you know.
3: And well, the wager her. gang's like all there. Like Mark Mullendore's there, like with his monkey, and like yeah, all of these men the who. Made it who made her feel absolutely terrible and basically got her into trouble with, with uh, Randall Tarley. They're there acting like nothing has happened and they've just got off completely scot free oh, from that... the situation. And then she's up there at the table and like she should be so happy, but you know, that
0: brings uh, up a really sad good point.
3: Because
1: aren't you sad we don't get a little glimpse of Hile? Oh, <laughs> yes, like
0: did he just oh. fill him in? Was he just a uh, you know, after. <laughs> kind
1: of like well I mean
0: I personally sort of put him in the scene to be honest
1: like, you know my Heil feelings he has to be in there well that
0: makes you wonder did, you know if again I love all these ifs if if this if this had went through and they, they'd they keep following and she could somehow be his guard would you know Renly or Loris if anybody she proved herself enough that they would sort of take it up for her or would she keep getting teased and tormented endlessly you know mm. Maybe she would eventually.
1: I mean, she's so unconventional without the advantage of being attractive that I think she could be, you know, kicking ass in battles and she would still get taunted behind the
0: scenes. Because pe- mm-hmm. people always want somebody to be so, you know, they like people who are like funny and, jo- you know, they like all these other, ca- you know, character traits and. and yeah. You know. oh, man. man. Poor Brienne.
3: Poor Brienne. And also, I, she has to watch uh, Renly feed Marjorie, like, food oh, off a dagger as well.
0: And then have babies oh. if they had babies. Oh, she'd be so oh. tortured. <laughs> oh, God. No, I think, like,
1: if Renly had kids, she would have, like, loved those oh. kids.
0: But she's, I think like, she, she would have been sad. But, her, yeah.
1: She might have been, but she would have, like, transferred some of her love for him. Oh. You know, because, I mean, the one thing oh, yeah. Renly would never dream of is, I mean, could you... I mean, she would never you know under any circumstances she wouldn't be like the mistress oh yeah oh no yeah and she would never even like accept herself really thinking of that like
0: she'd keep it honorable
1: (laughs) yeah like you know the mayor you know she would never you know never interfere in that if she could but i do think like she kind of would see renley's kids as her you know as her surrogate kids to a certain extent
2: oh yeah she, she would die for those kids I think yeah. yeah yeah I like this path of what is tonight I'm like
4: oh that's interesting
2: <laughs> it's making me extra sad though <laughs> well I know because it's Brienne oh. <laughs> I know I all the feels for her <laughs> right in this first chapter
1: well it's just I mean you know the o- the only way she realistically could have met Jamie is like the way it happened pretty much oh
2: yeah yeah
1: Unless, you know, like they I think some I think actually there's another fanfic. I think it was Rose Hart wrote it where it's
3: <gasps> Oh, that was so isn't good. It,
1: like like, Jamie gets exchanged at Renly's camp,
0: like a goodwill gesture or something. Oh, yes. Oh, why? Well, that was one of my absolute favorites. Oh. If anybody gets a chance to, oh, my God, Roseheart. Look Seven up. bind their face. Well, yes. You, right? oh, 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 yes. That was I, excellent. Oh. And I specifically loved it. Really? Now that I'm thinking about it, I specifically loved it because it had all the, you know, it had Renly, you know, going further. And yeah, I feel a like I it. want to reread it now because, I, you know,
1: like I'm remembering all these characters and stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: And it's, oh, she caught Renly. So she had all of them. Well, but oh, I love yeah. Renly. Yeah, because he, he, you know, it's the show's just different, and he's so great in the books. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think there's way more regret for him in the books than, well, I don't know, because I mean, I really, like, I thought the actor who played Renly did a great job, like, I just, he's not, I mean, he's really fun, like, especially in A Game of Thrones, in the, in the early part of the first book, he's really funny, and he's just kind of like a wisecracking asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, he has, like, a lot of Jamie in him, to be honest. <laughs> and so you kind of, like, love him. And yeah. it's that thing where I wonder if people who read the books before the show were like, oh, it's going to be Renly and Rob, and they're going to gang up, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm
0: sure I, I was, I don't remember, but I'm sure I was thinking that at this point. Oh, she's got to take that deal. Oh, it's the best thing. and <laughs> Oh, my
1: gosh.
2: And just to hear all of Catelyn's what ifs. I mean, that's no. what's rattling around in my mind, that she'll never see those kids oh. again that she dreamt about at the beginning of the chapter and then her oh. dad.
0: She he, was... I know. Was she... Plan- it sounds like she was planning on going... So was she pretty much resigned that she was going to go back to Winterfell and not see her father die? Or it sounded like it, right? Or am I mistaken? Oh. that? She mentions going back to Winterfell after this, but I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's she was going to stay with Rob. Okay. So she wrote Let's that letter to them, okay. like, justifying that, like... That that Rob needed needed her more at the time. Oh, but, no, no, no. I don't know.
1: And I mean, at the same time, you know, Theon's planning his, you know, uh, like, oh, her life is about to like get even worse. The shit
0: is about to hit the fan, the fan everywhere. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, anybody, anything else? Or we can uh... just we mention
1: again how awesome it was for Brienne to beat the crap out of Red Ronan. It really was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: <laughs> <Yes>. totally. <laughs>
4: He's so bitter. <laughs> it's really sad, though, because whenever you first read that, that's going to totally go over your head. Right. And by the time that you get to the part, you know, the infamous part in Hall with, you know, the bitch, the golden bitch slap. I mean, you've totally forgotten about this part.
1: Mm. <laughs> right. She, they both got, I mean, oh, see, I feel like they're pillow talk someday. They can, like, share memories of how they both beat the crap out of Red Ramen. Oh, <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's gotta happen. Or maybe they'll somehow run into John Con at some future point in the book. Like like, oh, yeah, we both beat the crap out of your crappy nephew. <laughs> <laughs> it would
4: be awesome. Uh,
2: well, I have one random observation. So sorry, okay. but um, I was just um when they were, of course, you know, kind of explaining to Catelyn that she was called Brienne the Beauty be- behind her back, of course. And then I noticed on the next page when Catelyn was kind of thinking in her head she called her Brienne the Blue as opposed to that oh, mocking term nice of, of Brienne her the beauty. Yeah, and I I, I don't know. I, I like I said I miss Catelyn, and I missed her chapters and I thought that was the reason I liked her. They had a bond, you know, but anyway, <laughs> random thoughts, sorry.
1: because <laughs> no, I always think of Catelyn kind of negatively about, you know, her impression of Brienne. So it's nice really, mm-hmm. it's nice to, you know, hear you catch that you know, her kind of already defending her in her head like that. That's sweet.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she sees a lot of Arya in her, maybe. Or, you know.
1: I mean, and she's uh, such a combo of Arya and Sansa. Yeah. This is true.
2: <laughs> Ever the romantic, but yet in Brienne's body and stuck with her yeah. face. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs>
0: oh, Brienne. Oh. <laughs> yeah. do we have any mail this week? We do, right? <laughs> we, we do. We have, <laughs>
4: we have some mail. Um, we got one from Attention Deficit Aptitude that says So excited for the grand interest, entrance of our girl I have two questions for you ladies First, do you think the people shouting a beauty When she won the the melee were making fun of her or were they fans? Second, Selwyn so Tarth obviously talked up Brienne's abilities to Renly before sending her Do you think he's proud of her? Can't wait to hear that. Oh. So, were they making fun of her with the beauty, or were they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: yeah. 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 I feel. For- yeah,
2: I'd say ninety-nine point what percent. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that was in- very interesting. That's I'm glad they brought that up. The whole mm-hmm. issue with um, or the point of Renly, you know, pointing out that he had heard her father speak well of her. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's, I mean, you you figure Selin must be proud of, you know, he's got to be
1: proud of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to be, you know, sending her, I don't think she never thinks of him in such a way that you think like she's he's sending her away from tarth because she shamed him or anything no. it's more like he's like letting her like follow her dream however you yeah, find her
0: self-destructive it yeah. might be
1: or like find her place yeah. in the world you know
0: yeah i think at yeah. this point with everything that's happened with the broken you know betrothals and things it's it sounds like at least he's willing to say hey you know do what you can you know
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah and helping her as well By talking her up and speaking so well of her I just want to meet Selwyn so bad Yeah I know He sounds lovely God
4: damn it George hurry up (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Uh, Let's see Kathy from San Antonio says Hello ladies I have been Meaning to email for a while And tell you how much I'm enjoying your analysis Of Kat's chapters even given all the evil portents, that certainly seems like a far away innocent time, eh? Anyway, I'm finally getting around to it and have two questions. One, how are Lot, Baby Lot, and Mr. Lot doing? Please excuse me if I've missed a report from you, but I have been wondering about them and sending them good vi- thoughts for for a joyous birth and new family experience. And by the way, you all are doing a great job holding down the podcast for it in her absence.
1: Oh, <laughs> we miss <know laughs> her so much. We do. Oh,
4: we
2: really sir. miss her. <laughs> <I'll> come back. <laughs> Tell us, baby updates.
0: <laughs> he's cute. He's super cute. He's, so- oh, he's oh my God. cute. <laughs> he's super Aww. cute. Yeah, she's. we know she's doing well. That's last we heard. And yeah. he's like cutie.
1: They- He's super cute, and it's not like they're just you know they're still adjusting to schedules and
0: everything. So oh yeah, it's right. intense early baby. Oh
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah the he's usual, like
4: <laughs> undeniably super cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aww. All right. All right. The next question is: I was amused by the Trump question that closed your last episode. I wanted to call your attention to a comparison I read soon after the election. Uh, it was on some blog on Tumblr by poorquentin.tumblr.com who I read rather excessively. He said that if we had just elected Xerxes Lannister, the comparison seemed pretty spot on at the moment and comparing the small councils seemed pretty apt today. If y'all haven't decided to avoid all political commentary not related to Westeros, I'd be interested in your thoughts about this idea. Thanks and keep up the
0: good work. There was that really good tweet that I think chicky had tweeted it about um it was a passage of Littlefinger talking to i believe it was sansa about cersei and king's landing and she it sounded just like Did trump you believe, like <laughs> go for it. Yeah, you know, oh he oh knew dear. that she could ruin it
1: but not that fast like, yeah i
0: believe how fast she was ruining it it's great read it because when you read it you're like this is so eerie because he, he even says i thought i had four to five years to plant the seeds
1: yeah <laughs> <Just> oh dear <laughs> Well, and I think like you know we talked so much about Cersei's narcissistic tendencies, oh, yeah. and I mean, I, I think that sort of reminds me of someone else as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, in and, and small council, you know, if you got this, these people are just such. Oh God, Spicer, people. <laughs> <laughs> Bannon could be like what? Quiber? I don't know who he'd be. I don't
1: know. <laughs> like, it's, I don't mean, I <laughs> that is the one difference is that I think you know Cersei. Is, you know, Cersei picked people to not challenge her, whereas I feel like perhaps there's some people in the current, you know, small council, if you will, that might have more control than the president himself at times. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think Cersei, you know, Cersei's really not in that situation. Even Qyburn, I mean, he's still serving at her, you know, yeah, he can't, he's serving at her will. Right. Yeah, maybe I mean, gosh, there's Where's there's Varys been... when we need him? <laughs> Tywin before. Although dead. actually, Varys would just kill like the current version of Uncle Kevin. Which no, we don't want that.
0: Keep Uncle Kevin. Those I don't are the people know who we the need. Who's Uncle, Kevin, who be, Uncle but... Kevin? I don't know. We have Let's one. Be
1: okay, it's someone. That's what we need. Someone to tell us who the Uncle Kevin of the current U.S. political system is, and we need to keep him safe. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Who's the oh, Tom? Man. Is that ba- is that like the little boy? Who's the who? Who's Tom? And who? is that like Tiffany Trump? Then
0: <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
4: don't oh, know. Common. <laughs> oh. oh, we got some more iTunes reviews too. Um, we have one from Juju Bean eighty two, titled "I Have a What If" question. Several actually, five stars. Um, what it. What if Holster Tully never made Liza terminate her pregnancy by Peter? Would the Tullys raise the baby at River Run or send it off to be fostered elsewhere? Who would John Aaron marry since Liza's now unfit? Would they raise Peter up or banish him?
1: Well, I think that she still might marry, um, John Aaron because I, I think, like, there's the insinuation that he knows that she was pregnant, and that's why, um, and he was gung ho to marry her because he was desperate for an heir, and she had proven herself fertile.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so he still might have married her. But can you? I was thinking about this question, and I was trying to think of an example of um, a noble woman's bastard, other than like Jon Snow. And you know, there literally there isn't anyone I don't think that's known uh, as the bastard. Like you see all these, you know, bastards of the noble men around the place, but I can't think of an example where you see. Oh, yeah. A noble woman having a child and, and knowing anything about it, so I think yeah. I have a hard time thinking that they would raise it. Um, right, they probably would have sent family. the bastard yeah. away. Yeah, probably. like she yeah, would so. <laughs> a good, you know, farm family or something. <laughs> nice, to <cute farm> <laughs> <laughs> the farm. Oh dear. It's via
3: rivers, rivers, right? Yeah, yeah oh, unless they married true. her quickly, to cover it up, which yeah, like probably has happened a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they just marry her uh-huh. to something. To some lord who, you know, would probably hate her because they're making him pretend it's his kid. But I suppose, you know, lots of people probably owe the Tully's a favor. Yeah, for money mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's like, what if, you know, Barbary Dustin would have had Brandon Stark's kid? Like, mm-hmm. that's a fun what if. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. I'd read that fic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, secretly married they're, may, they secretly get married and have a kid, so it's the heir to Winterfell. But then, you know, so like, Barbary basically... <laughs> Makes Ned's life hell for 30 years. would be great. <laughs> oh, poor Ned. <laughs> and yeah, it oh. still turns out better than canon for him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, one would hope. Oh, man. He'd find some way to honor himself into death anyway. He's
0: doomed to lose his head <laughs>
1: at some point. Yeah. Aww, pretty much. We'll
4: see. Oh, Ned. We got, it. We got another one from Kane Zephyr so- titled, Having a Laugh Catching Up. Says, I just found this podcast while trying to wait for season seven or Winds of Winter. I have spent hours laughing so hard that people think I am crazy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a long way to go to catch up, but I will enjoy every minute of it. Update: I have now caught up and have to say, Trump has to be afraid. They love their towers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent tower. One. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh trademark that.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank oh, you boy. for the comments <laughs> <laughs> was that our last one or is it yeah that's Oh, it. Right, we got a lot of good compliments thank you so much guys i love reading the mail yeah, yeah um okay uh you can reach us at close the door and at com on tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com follow us on twitter at door podcast please like review subscribe to us on itunes podbean youtube google music wherever you listen and please support us on patreon at close the door to get episodes early um thanks everyone and, and thank you darling yeah. for guesting with us oh well, um, thank you for having me yeah, it was a really good discussion <laughs> <laughs> okay uh uh goodbye everyone i'm closing the door get out <laughs>